welcome to another episode of Remember When with Dean Rodorney, a podcast where I, Dean Rodorney, ask my guests to remember when something happened in pop culture history that had some sort of effect on them. Go and do me a favour before we go any further. Would you like this fucking video? Because Dan has just asked me to tell you. <laughs> or give us a five star review on Spotify. Do what you could even do. Just play it on all your devices and leave it sitting in all different rooms. I think that counts as multiple views. Do that if you want. That's sneaky. Don't do that. Do. Um, give us a review on where else? iTunes? Uh, Apple. Apple. Do you know what the place... Wherever you're listening to this right now, go on and leave a review. Thank you very much. I will be forever grateful. Um, you can also buy tickets to The Hindu for this September and October. It's my second comedy play. It will. It's on sale now at gblproductions.com. It's in all the local theatres, the Grand Opera House, the Bernavin, Millennium Forum... Whatever theatre's near you, it's probably in there. Um, and Bridesmaids of Britain is now on sale if you're listening from England, Scotland and Wales. You can also go see Bridesmaids of Britain. I won't be in it because I'm just about to give birth. Not this minute, hopefully. Hopefully, actually, I'm really fed up of being pregnant. Um, it would be such great content if I gave birth right now, wouldn't it? I'm, I'm secretly hoping I go into labour on stage some night at a gig. Like That would be... And if no one's filming it, I'll be fucking raging. <laughs> Um, also you can join the Patreon patreon.com forward slash remember when for extra weekly content when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply my guests today are stars of the brand new BBC series Made Up in Belfast that follows the lives, the trials, the tribulations and the world domination of the brand Be Perfect Cosmetics. Thank you very much for joining me, Brendan and Kira. Hi. How are you? All good. Thanks for having me. Um, what's it been like being on TV? Weird. Really weird. But it's it's been it's been fun, I think. We we're joking saying like we're gonna go out this weekend for attention. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just to see who comes over and recognize like, yeah. who's coming over going, if he's got any makeup on you so like uh, but it must be like so mad going just like straight away into like these are the main I wanna say characters, but the main stars of the show using a few of the other girls. It's big like. It's doing really well, isn't it? Do you think? Well, I think it is. I think people are talking about it. And I think it's like whenever I first clicked on to the iPlayer a few weeks ago, it was like the first, it was on their homepage. Do you know what I mean? So they're like, they're like pushing it. Yeah. I think so it's, it's bigger than what we thought or expected. I think like just the word on the street, like everybody seems to be talking about it. But yeah, um, yeah, the, the, the reaction's been good though, what people are saying. Yeah. It's really positive. It's painted Northern Ireland in a real positive light. Yeah. That, that's what we really wanted because we get so much shite here because yeah. people are always like talking about us being in rats and whatever else. So, <laughs> There's um, no rats in the show, isn't it? No, I haven't no, finished it yet. I'm raging. Not I have a bear rat. Series two. I just like a, like a competitive, competing brand just fell on a rat. Um, do you, do you, have you had any weird DMs yet since the show? Do you know, like, um, whenever you start to go, like, if you're on TV or something, people think, oh, no, you're public property. I can tweet you what I want and message you what I want and say what I want. Uh, really? Not really, no. I think the only messages, really, we've had have been, like, really positive ones and, like, people, like, sharing. Because on the show, there's a lot of, like, personal stories and yeah. people are talking about quite deep things. So I think a lot of people can relate to that. And then 
we've we've all been getting messages, you know, saying like people thanking us for talking about certain things. Certain things, stuff, yeah. So. I know because yeah. I'm. I've watched the first three episodes, but I did see a clip from a further episode where you get quite upset. Yeah, and I haven't seen that bit yet, so I'm like, what is going on? Oh, well, you have to stay tuned to find out. I know. Oh, God, that's fucking great advertising. <laughs> well done. Um, yeah, so it is, but it's one of those shows where, like, I didn't. I've watched the first three episodes, and you've been to about five different countries. Yeah, it's wild. Like, well, did you like that's? Did you think when you started this brand that you started be perfect that you'd be like all over the world? Nigeria's going to India next week, and it's just like. What's no way! And this yeah. this company that we're working with are like they're boarding up a pool and putting this whole thing on, and it's just like, what's going on here? Yeah. So what's happening in India? Like a like an event? We're launching, so the, launching we're, we've already been selling online now for a while, but this distributor wants to take us offline um, and go a bit more mass market. So they're putting on like an influencer event. So we're bringing Stacey Marie, one of the makeup artists that we work with, mm-hmm. over. And then Kira wants to go trekking through the jungle and go to the Taj Mahal and whatever else when we're there. I mean, yeah, Flog a bit of makeup and get a bit of sights in. Do you need someone to podcast about it on the way? <laughs> Possibly. I think so. I think I'm past the stage where I'm allowed to fly. I don't think I'm allowed to fly. I'm like 36 weeks pregnant. Yeah, maybe, maybe not, not a good idea. <laughs> Although, just for the crack, giving birth on a plane. Why do I want to give birth anywhere but my house? Um, but yeah, so India, that's that. So you've been to so many places. Like, So before they started filming the show, would you have travelled that much anyway? Yeah, we were starting to. And I think COVID kind of slowed things down where we weren't travelling as much. We kind of were starting to get like all these things lined up. COVID was <coughs> the end of travel for the end of the world for two yeah, years. Yeah. Um, and now it's really picking back up again. And we did a show in Italy a few weeks ago and there's been loads of international interest. So fingers crossed we'll get there. I love getting away. I love travelling. I so, know. I mean, um, that's like win-win, isn't it? If you can, like, if you can make travelling a business... And like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's the way I to do it. I love getting home as well. I'm one of them. I love getting away and then love getting back. How long do you go away for? And you're like, that's the cap. I have to get back to my own bed. I was away there in January for five weeks. I could oh, have done geez. another week or two. Could you have? Yeah. Um, went to Japan. No, it was non-work related. Japan, Vietnam, uh, or sorry, Japan, Thailand and Cambodia. Mm. I went and worked in a week school over there. So. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was class. Um, I could have stayed on. Just loved it with the kids. And so just like a charity thing, like through an organisation? Yeah, Oh, yeah. come on. Was it like we, we kids? Yeah, they were all like uh, preschool. So um, I was starting a family and it didn't work out. Um, and uh, it was just things went wrong when we were away. Uh-huh. And I just decided to go to a school. It was actually a guard from Belfast and a guard from Australia set the charity up. Oh, wow. Uh, Ten years ago. So went over and just helped them out. And we did some fundraising when I was there. But it was, it was nice. It was real humbling experience just to be down like they took me down into the slums and they're down there with these kids that have absolutely nothing they're just so happy isn't that amazing yeah isn't that amazing like I always look I have a two year old she just turned two and I always be like you've had four brunch bars in a row like I would rather do you know what I mean like why are you she hasn't had four brunch bars in a row that's an exaggeration (laughs) just had half a brunch bar I've had the other half obviously (laughs) but like do you know when you're like you wish you want to give your kids everything but you also want them to know what it's like to be so grateful for so little and then you have a humbling experience again where you're like, these kids are amazing because they're so grateful for so little. Yeah. And did it, do you think that experience has changed you? Big time. Yeah. I, I want to go back. Like, I'll probably go back every year. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was it was incredible. Like, it does, it changes. Like, a lot of people say when they're going through something like that, it changes you as a person. Mm. But it really does. Yeah. Makes you appreciate everything so much more. Yeah. Do you know what experience I always wanted? Do you know... This is so commercial in comparison to what you've just said about this lovely humble experience. But you know, people go on like Bear Girls Island. Yeah. <laughs> I don't 
don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but like, do you know, they survive on like a fish for like a month. But then they come out and they get like a taste of pineapple and their brain explodes. I've always wanted to have that experience. Taste the Just taste the pineapple. <laughs> be like, whoa, that's fucking pineapple. Do you know, you're like, you've been deprived of something so simple for yeah. so long that then just a piece of fruit is like the best thing ever. <laughs> that's how spoiled I am. I all want to retaste pineapple. <laughs> First word fucking problems. Have you ever done anything like that? Have you ever went away? Have you ever done anything yeah. charitable here is what I'm asking? <laughs> charitable. I've done like things for charity. Oh. Uh, like here and there but nothing to the extent that Brendan has done is that something that would interest you oh definitely yeah yeah I think like I have been like my boyfriend has family in Kenya um, so we've been over there a couple of times and like just seeing you know that different part of the world yeah. is just unbelievable and the people are so happy as well so I know like, when you do come back from something like that even though you know it was more of like a getaway from me it was just yeah it does change you so I can't even imagine that what? experience, yeah. Brendan experience then, going away and My actually working with them. My husband constantly goes on at me about like renovating a bus and like selling our house and like taking our kids out of school and just going, they're not even in school yet, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just like, one's not even born and we'll take them out of school. <laughs> but you know, like, just like going on the road for like a couple of years and I'm like, aye, but I have this thing and it sounds so pretentious, right? But you know, like... My my husband was going night away anywhere. He would sleep in a tent. He would sleep in a hostel. He would sleep wherever he wants. But I always think if I'm if I'm say I'm traveling for business or traveling for work or doing whatever, I don't mind staying anywhere. It's grand because you're working. You're there for a reason. But if I'm going away on like a trip that's to enjoy myself, I always I like to be like in a nice hotel because like well I like my house. Yeah. So why would I leave my house and pay to go somewhere unless it's nicer than my house? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's logic. My husband would stay anywhere, and I'm like I but in a a big boss, no matter how nice it's going to be. Still a big boss. Still a big boss, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You're still going to be like parking the side of the motorway. Like, you know, you know you're cramped up with your kids and your cat or whatever you've got. And I was like, that's probably, I don't know if that's life for me. But I think he just craves that like simple, like the simple life of just like no Instagram, no social media, just like going off and just being like, just like making your own food. I'd love the, the thought of that, but no phone would probably freak me out. Yeah. I, I know. What's your screen time? Is I just... haven't a clue. How do you check it? Oh, you can you can check your, your screen time. Where is it? In, In your settings. settings, you can check your screen time. Like I have a steps on whose screen time is like near ten, like 10, 12 hours a day. It's nuts. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I have two phones, so I would have to like add them both up together. Why do you have to, one work phone and one, one personal work phone? phone? And one personal. What do you do? Screen time. I think mine's is about two and a half hours a day, which I don't know if that's tragic or. No, that's really good. Is it? Yeah. Thank you, Kira. Appreciate it. <laughs> Why is it? How do you figure out your screen time? I think, but how, how often do you think you're on your phone? And do you know what? It's way more than you think. Like, like I panic if I'm, like, say if I'm on a one-hour flight, I'm freaking out and hitting reload when you're coming down through the cl- clouds. No, because I'm panicking about WhatsApp. Like, I'm one of them people that freaks out because I literally run the business on WhatsApp, so I'm like, I need signal. I need signal. Oh really? Yeah. Well, it's some long haul flights you can get Wi Fi on, can't you? Yeah, they're perfect. Mm. It's the easy jets back and forth to London. Manchester's not too bad. It's half uh, an hour, but they just it's London, literally I'm like freaking out. Shot you across the water. <laughs> <laughs> You're like holding on to it. Yeah. Um, but my my screen time is about two and a half hours. But I think sometimes you think it's less. Like you think, oh, but it, like it's it's so much more than you think. But then it's like catch twenty two. Like I think the internet is brilliant, but also it's fucking ruined us all. Because I read a thing the other day that was like. Um, 
you we used to always be searching for the answers, but the problem is now we think we have them all because yeah. we have the internet. So now yeah. we're all like we're all like, oh no, I've I'm I've got a master's in whatever it is because you've read one article online and you think you now have all this information. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like one of my stepsons always goes on about Barack Obama. He's like, since he was about 10, he's always like, oh, he's been a bad president. And you're all, you know, fuck all. You've read a meme. You've watched, you've looked at one meme and he's all, he dropped more bombs than anyone. And I'm all, you don't know that. I don't know that. You've read a meme that just said Barack Obama's a dangerous bastard. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? And you think you know everything. But I'm sure you get like loads of stuff online too because you have quite big social media followings as well and Be Perfect it's like crazy like their their account is like nearly a million I suppose you're the person behind that are you? Yeah yeah. How so. can I hire you? <laughs> <laughs> have you got free time? <laughs> like what was the what was the game plan behind building such a massive Instagram following? Uh, I don't really think we ever have like a game plan we always have like a sort of idea about what we want to do but in this age you have to like just be on it all the time yeah. and jump on the trends as soon as they come like you can't really predict yeah what way it's gonna go so you just have to go with the flow so with us like we're really flexible and Brendan sort of lets us sort of do what we think so right um, <laughs> he's looking at me like <laughs> um so yeah it's just like trial and error I suppose yeah. um, that's I was gonna say that's a full time job but that literally is your job um, I was like that's such a lot of time but that, that's what you get paid to do yeah but like no one wants, like, because trends come and go in two seconds, yeah. like two seconds. And then by the time I would figure out how to edit a video, it would be gone. Do you know what I mean? The talk at the minute is exploding, but sure they're talking about closing it down in America. It's mm. like. Why? Because uh, it's Chinese opened and data and whatever else. So like we're because of data? on TikTok now. Yeah. Oh, they're stealing people's data. I thought you meant it's using up all the data on your phone. <laughs> and I was like, get on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like they're nicking data off people. But then there's apparently this whole thing about like China created TikTok in order to make the Western world stupid. So there was the whole conspiracy theory about, so it's a Chinese brand and that they made it. And if you look at like the Chinese content, it's quite structured. It's not. They they don't even have TikTok. It's like a different thing. Maybe it's not China, it's Japan. Uh, there's just more educational and yeah. it's all like the the kids on it are doing like smart shit <laughs> and then it's that's how they build it our kids are doing smart shit and then it go and then but in order to highlight the stupidity of the western world then they would feed us like dances and shit that we're doing on tiktok that's really stupid although like i would say i'm smarter from having tiktok like i think i've learned a lot from tiktok really yeah i don't know gear <laughs> what what sort of things are coming up like that you've learned like, like loads of stuff about like and now you put me on the spot I can't think but um, like history yeah do you know like yeah. things about like the Mayans and ancient Egypt and everything like I love shit like that so and once you click on something once then it comes up in your algorithm so then you've yeah. got you've got loads of it yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean it's not useless information for me yeah but like it's interesting but that's it and then it's a talking point but it's yeah. so funny because you like go to social media to get stuff to talk about in real life do you know where it's like it used to just be you just talk in real life do you know what I mean I know like what do people talk about before I know social media but that's how like I would learn so much about like I'm obsessed with sleeping habits not sleeping I don't get enough sleep ever but like obsessed with like like my child's sleeping habits and like sleep regressions and like child development and all those sorts of things because you're like so you panic that you're going to like ru- like ruin your child or like damage them in any way so you're like I'm so now my algorithm is constantly like 
like what's developmentally correct for like every age group and stuff and that. And I learned so much from Instagram and TikTok, you know, just yeah. about, I'm literally, try, I'm literally raising my child through Instagram. I'm like reading a meme going, right, she's supposed to eat more asparagus. Do you know what I mean? That's just obvious anyway. But yeah, so you, you do learn stuff from it. But that is the concept. The whole thing about China is that they were like, they made it purposely to like make us stupider, make them smarter so that they could become more of a superpower and eventually make us all Chinese. I don't know. We all just dance. We all just, we're just, they're just there <laughs> doing dances. But you remember the first lockdown? The first lockdown was this time three years ago. And that's that, mad. I know. Crazy. Isn't it? And remember it was sunny? Yeah. Oh, the weather was so good. We were all at the back making pallet furniture, drinking... Cocktails, we, we, we make nice house coffee. Parties, do you remember? Yeah, do we you remember did, house we did, parties? Like, Aye. With a drag queen bingo, do you remember? Oh, yeah. wow. Like, so we were all like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, street bingo, we were all out the front of the street. Were you? That's we, a good idea. Our, our, so we started, me and my husband during the first lockdown started this Facebook page um, just for our street, like a wee closed group and we added people into it because nobody in our street really knew each other and we were like... Will we do you remember clapping for the NHS every Thursday? Yeah. And we were like, we'll go out on Thursday and leave a present for our postman. Let's not forget the postman. And yeah. then the next week we're all there to leave presents out for our bin men. And it was really good fun. So oh, like every week cute. the bin the bin men would get something, and the postman would get something, and then that's probably all there was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there was anybody else doing milkman. anything. What, what is it? The milkman. The milkman. Is that a thing? Does that happen? I, like? I know. Is there, there is no I don't think so. Remember there was a lemonade man. There's still well. a lemonade man, is the main man, no. The main lemonade main, man? Yeah. Oh, I. Mm-hmm. Must be just down in Craig Avenue, is Maybe. it? Lurgan? <laughs> no, I think they still come around. Do they? Do you know what's old school do. still comes around? Fucking ice cream men. Yeah. One comes around and parks right outside my house every single Friday and Saturday night. My daughter's just like, wakes her up. You were maybe too young, That's but do you remember so the, the, the the movie man used to come around and they started a fan? Oh, no, I movies, don't remember that now. Like you're, movies and CDs. You're overestimating you're my... Young and they had like tuck shops in the, the back. Yes! You, get, you got all your sweets at the park outside the house. You go out and you rent... DVDs, films, and they're all sweets in a van. They were all pirate copies, like they were all. Yeah. They were all. Yeah. We bought them though for a fiver or three pound or something. You could buy them, and then yeah. you buy sweets, and they were definitely dealing as well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They had a bit of everything. Like they had yeah. to cater to everybody in the street. What did you say? What's that mean? They must have been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's that <laughs> mean? <laughs> no, I used to just go to the DVD shop. I like extra vision. No, not extra vision. I went to the one uh, up at Trumbagore. Which had all the pirated videos. Oh, wow, well, you went and bought it in an action yeah. shop. It's so funny because they used to just have, like, do you know, like an old sweetie container? Do you know, like ones from Cash and Carry? With them all sat at the, on the front of the desk and you could see every now and then they would have them put away if they yeah. knew somebody was going to come in who was like a tout <laughs> and they would sit them back yeah. out again. Um, the amount of times I've took them home and they didn't work though. Um, but yeah, during the first lockdown, we started this this Facebook page and we had like everyone in our street like we'll, we'll try and bring everybody together and get to know everybody in the street because we don't know anybody in the street mm-hmm. yet and then it led to like we would be sitting outside playing bingo in the street or sitting outside in the evenings having drinks and everyone would just be like socially distanced but like everyone got to know each other and that's when Sean and I realised we hate people. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, why did we do this? We don't, we don't really like anyone here. (laughs) It wasn't that. We were just like, oh, we're not, we're antisocial. I forgot. So then Sean's, my husband's brother, he lived two doors down, sort of took over and became like chairperson of the street and like became this like social butterfly and then Sean and I just locked the door and never went back out. We were just like, do you know what? Using the batter on, I forgot we don't like people. How many times did you do that before you realised? Like once. <laughs> <laughs> it was more, no, it was probably over the space of like the, the first lockdown and then whenever it lifted and you could socialise with people that you actually knew again, it was like, oh, I... 
that's why we all didn't really get together in the street because you like it's like you're forced together, isn't it? Yeah. It's weird thinking back, isn't it? Yeah, like, the like it seems like years ago, but it wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, like it feels like yesterday, but also a decade ago. I remember going into Tesco's for the first time with my face mask on, my gl- like your you had the proper gloves. Remember at the start, it was like hardcore. Yeah, and I was no, I wasn't pregnant at the start, but um, all the stuff and literally walking around Tesco's doing my groceries, crying. Because I was like, this is post-apocalyptic. We're all going to die. And I was walking around. And also, if I was going to die, I'd rather be living somewhere n- like not Craig Avon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was in Craig Avon Tesco Extra going, is this where it's going to end for me? <laughs> I was just walking around my trolley being like, this is so sad. And because it was it was quite like shocking to see everyone with their masks and everyone with their gloves. Remember, we were actually in LA, do you remember? Yeah. And we were sitting, we had a few influencers and stuff over doing a photo shoot. And we were sitting around this table and we were talking about it. Like, this COVID stuff's getting really real. Yeah. And we flew from LA. We were meant to have a big event in Amsterdam. Flew from there and we landed and we turned our phones on. Trump closed the borders. And we were like, mm. what we the literally fuck just is got going out. on? And then we came out of the airport and everybody was wearing masks. And we were like, what's happening here? This mm. is really weird. And then we thought we were going to get stuck in Amsterdam. Didn't even think we were able to get home. And we were like, it's wild. It was wild. It was. It was like what? It was like being in a movie or it something. It was like, wasn't yeah, it? yeah. It was crazy. I, like I didn't leave my house for honestly three months. I didn't even go out the back. Did you not? No, I was too afraid. And really? then I, w- I wouldn't go near my dog or anything because I didn't want to give him COVID. Oh, I remember my mummy washing her groceries. Yeah, <laughs> I, my mum and, and the packages. The day they came through the door, you had to you, the, all the anti or antiseptic. Yeah, disinfectant. That's the same thing. Fucking crazy. Wipes at the wipes. front door, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baby wipes. My mum would, would still do stuff like that now. Like, she's still, like, there's still people who have those hang-ons from then. Oh, do you know yeah. what I have? Saying I go to, like, somewhere, like, McDonald's or something, see yeah. the toilets, I pull my sleeve down, open the door. Oh, why? <laughs> so do I. Because of the people here at McDonald's? I'm not joking. I, 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 I never used I to be like that. I used to just, like, like, open the door, but now I'm, like, you're extra careful about it. But I had a cough there for about 10 weeks. And I could not get rid of it. And I was like, this is because my immune system is so shit because mm. of COVID and because we were all so clean and so careful and so, like, n- there's, there's no bacteria in our system. That then you fucked your, your immune system. is like, so much weaker because you're not giving it shit. Do you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you know when the kids are, like, eating dirt and all and you're like, no, let them because I'm it's not feeding them. them. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it'll, like, it'll strengthen their immune system if they're just dirty. Did you get COVID? I had it when I gave birth. <gasps> no way. Yeah, when I, the first, the, uh, the only time I had it, so I caught it, like, on my due date, and by the oh time no. I gave birth, I was so sick, like, really, really sick, so I couldn't do any of the birth, Sean had it at the same time, so they wouldn't let him in. Oh, so you had to do that alone? Well, I had to do most of the labour alone, but then what happened, so we were actually filming a BBC series at the time, yeah. um, like a documentary series about two comedians giving birth who had our babies or IVF, and it was like this, like funny take on that situation but it got really dark and then because obviously we were so sick and then I wasn't allowed to have him in the room with me they were like no absolutely not and it was an absolute shit show because I was so frightened I'd never given birth before and I was like I'm gonna have to go do this on my own and because I was so sick at time as well but when I went in they wouldn't let him in they made him sit out in the car outside and then at one stage it's so funny because in my notes at like half 11 at night you can read your notes after you give birth. The midwife wrote, mother not coping well. <laughs> and I was like, that when I was screamed down the place like a banshee. Um, but then there was a changeover in midwives to, like the shift changed. 
And this other midwife came in and just went and got him and just brought him in. And he wasn't supposed to be there. Like, he was not allowed in. That was the protocol at the time because he had COVID. And God love my brother. My brother rang me the day before and was like, I'll come in with you into the birthing room. And I was like, that is lovely. But you've already seen my dude one too many times. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But I was like, I don't want you. Do you know what I mean? As much as that was a lovely from Daffer, you don't want your brother in there when you're no. giving birth. Um, And also he just had a baby and I didn't want him coming into the room and catching COVID and then his bringing it back to his newborn. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Sean was allowed in the room um, for the, the end of it. And like the whole thing has been filmed in the hospital and all. And like by just cameras that were set up we rather were, than... Well, I was going to say, because we were, the we were filming at the time and then they, we'd done a couple of like small bits and then they were like, there's no point in trying to film and make a problem when you have to wear a mask. I, oh, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Um, and then afterwards there was a whole hoo-ha about the fact that Sean shouldn't have been in the room and we had to cancel the documentary because they were like we if we put this out there'll be a lot of people raging that he was allowed in the room because many women did give birth by themselves and they didn't nobody broke the rules for them where somebody broke the rules and let Sean come in and I'm glad he did come in and that the documentary was cancelled because at least then he got to see the birth of his daughter do you know what I mean but it was like quite tragic it was awful I've been meaning to complain to the hospital ever since because they were like they were awful um, I've talked about it on the podcast before about how my waters burst all over the midwife's face and I was <laughs> delighted I fucking was like take that you be bitch because she was really? awful to me the whole time yeah she was awful to me Why? she just really she just she got on as if I was a leper as if I'd went out and fucking rubbed myself all over COVID and came back in and partying with it do you know what I mean and I was like no that's not how you just, you just catch you, it you, just, you know what I mean yeah. Um, but it's still there, which is so mad because like my parents had it like a few weeks ago. I, know, I think I had it. But it just kind of disappeared. But it's still yeah. there. Yeah. Like we, we're just getting on with normal. It's now just like a cold or a flu. But yeah. do you still have to isolate? No. Oh, do you not? No. If you get it, well, you yeah. didn't anyway. Well, well, <laughs> I didn't get I didn't get it the whole way through COVID because I was really really careful and I was a freak about it. Like I was mm-hmm. actually scared about it. But then a few weeks ago, I got like I don't know. It just felt different, like a different kind of sick. Yeah. And I was off for work a couple of days. Um, but then I got over it really quickly, so I didn't test or anything because. Yeah. Who does that? I what's dumped all my tests in the house. Yeah. It's like, see if I get it. I'll just let on I don't have it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, you no, don't I have to isolate anyway. It's not, it's not against the rules. So, so you don't have to isolate now? No. When did they stop that? Ages ago. I think my ma isolated recently, but maybe she just didn't want to visit me. Maybe. Because she genuinely did, like, she's like, no, I can't come down. I've got COVID. She probably didn't want to give me COVID either. Yeah. Could you imagine you I got it again, pregnant? You, you would still not go and see people you don't want to give them to. True. Give them it. I know, but it was a great excuse at the time, like, being like, oh, no, I can't I can't do that. Sure, I don't want a chance, you know. Yeah. Even whenever people were allowed to meet up again, I was like, no, I, I'm, I'm vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> not even. I don't want to, I can't come there, I know. Um, is there anything that's dramatically changed for you work-wise post-COVID that was different beforehand? Because I think I, now I with like, for us it was like we we kind of boomed over lockdown and like a lot of e-commerce places boomed. Yeah. Um, and a lot of places that were only online didn't have offline. We were kind of lucky because I know a lot of places struggled when they came out of it. Where we kind of put all our efforts into e-commerce, and then e-commerce dropped. Like our online sales went down, but we were kind of lucky. We opened our store, so it was the first time we opened a mega store was in the middle of COVID. Oh so right. We had our stores, and we had um. Like our retailers, like all the, the normal places that we sell into pharmacies and stuff. Um, so we had a shift from just focusing on e-commerce back into like 
fuck people are going back on the high yeah. street here and we were kind of lucky that we had that balance of mm. having both because I know a lot of e-commerce companies then struggled because they didn't have the, the offline side so that was a big change yeah. but we're used to sun changes every fucking I week know, <laughs> I know for us. Crazy. Um, just but I never it. shop in shops anymore like everything I do is online do you know yeah, what I mean I never yeah. shop online do you not no I have no patience and I'm always last minute so I have to run into town and yeah but on. even for clothes, you would shop in, in the oh, stores. Fuck, clothes is the worst. Like, I hate having to get stuff out and then send it back. I never remember to send it back. I and know, and then you I'm have really unorganised. And then I'm never on time to plan. So it's usually like the day before, run in and grab something. My friend got banned from sending stuff back to Zara. Seriously? Really? <laughs> yeah, because she's doing it so much. Do you know, because you're just like ordering, she would just go, oh, f- like, fuck it. Just like, do like if you go into a shop and you lift 15 things and go into the dressing room, she was doing that online. Mm-hmm. And just like ordering a pile of stuff and they just like send it back. And then like I think like a certain amount of time passed and she'd done it so much. They were like, you're not allowed to shop here anymore. Stop it. <laughs> it's costing us constantly to, for you to send stuff back. We're sending out to oh, you, sending it back. Yeah. I know. So there, there is a limit. That's, that's the thing with fashion though. It's like the returns are probably much higher than what it is cosmetics. Ah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Huge people want to try stuff. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I can't. I hate shopping online. I hate shopping. Yeah, but same. like I don't mind doing it online because I, I hate getting into like dressing rooms and trying stuff on. Do you yeah. when you lift stuff up and you're all that looks so nice and then you try it on and you're all that's shite. <laughs> that doesn't look nice on me whatsoever. What was I thinking? Um, what's your what's been your worst job you ever had? Like before this? Fish factory at eleven, gotten fish. Where was that? On along. Oh, on along. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, gotten fish. Yeah. How do you get the smell of fish away? You probably it don't. I was thinking. My mum mm. made me get changed in the garage. Aye. Like That's a COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you couldn't even get it. Like, like even when you got a shower, your hand still stunk of fish. Aye. Like, you just couldn't get rid of it. You used to have to lift the, is it the gill and put the stick in and shove it out of its mouth and spread them all out. And then when they come in, like, I started off, I was 11 and I was on the... The top floor, my auntie was a manager, so for the first year it was kind of okay. Still sounds like like criminal or not criminal labor. <laughs> yeah, child, yeah, it sounds yeah, like yeah. child labor. I started off building boxes, and then a year later I was down. Like when the fish used to come in, all the rotten stinking ones. I had to stand at the top of this sh- like shuck thing, and they tipped it all over, and all the water and everything just went everywhere. And I had to like push them all down, and then go in and hang them on a fucking stick. Oh. That's disgusting. That's why I don't eat fish. Do you not eat fish? No, I fucking no. hate it. <laughs> Unless it's battered and covered in curry, possibly. But Aye. Well, know, it could be anything under there. Do you know when you're in a nice restaurant and somebody orders nice fish, I look at it and go, I'd love to be able to eat that. And then I go, think of that fucking fish that I used to cut. Aye. Like, oh. <laughs> but like, that's yeah. quite a, like that's a proper job for an 11 year old. Yeah. Isn't it? It was intense. Well, I was 12 whenever I stopped making the boxes and got put in the dirty bit. Was <laughs> Still young. <laughs> was there anybody that would like eat the fish? No. People eat fish raw. That's no. a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, sushi. Right, there you go. I didn't know. That wasn't even my connection, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I was more thinking of just fucking pirates. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, and then what did you do after that? Uh, started washing lorries. Washing lorries? Why yeah. specific lorries? Because my daddy was a lorry driver. So oh. the yard that he worked in, I went on the Friday and Saturday and washed them. I'm just like picturing you at a car wash and some car turns up and you're all on your fucking bike. I only <laughs> I do lorries. Not <laughs> <laughs> the length of my brush. Away you go. Uh, what about you? Have you had a job that you're like, you're, like shit? Um, <laughs> no. Um, probably washing dishes. I was 14, so I was a bit older than Brendan. In a restaurant? Yep. Yeah. Bar restaurant. Was it in Lurgan? 
It was a lurgan. Shame and shame. I'm <laughs> See, I loved the people, loved it, but it was, I was just stinking. Yeah. And it was just rotten. And it put me off. Like, like if you think about it, do you ever get like those giant tubs of mayonnaise? Yeah. Like it just turned me. Yeah. I have so, one of those in the house, but it's red sauce. The big thing? Yep. Really? Yeah. I've got two bottles of it in my car as well. Two normal size bottles that are like, I'm obsessed with red sauce. I have to really? have it on everything. So I have it in all places that I'll be. So what do you do oh, with a big one? In my bag. Do you just refill? Oh, okay. So it means, because I, I run out constantly. And also I don't want to waste space in my fridge by having yeah. like a couple of different bottles. Because I do, I usually just, so I just refill. Also, sometimes people buy me those things as gifts for fun, like to be funny. And I'm like, you think you're being funny. I think it's very practical <laughs> to have this amount of red sauce. I have this like a big, big, like a couple gallon thing of it. That's next level. Yeah, someone came to the Christmas show that I but just there at Christmas and gave me a big thing of like a big massive, like four gallon or whatever, red sauce. It was the best day of my life. I haven't ran out since. It's been great. Is it Heinz? Like good red oh, sauce? Oh, it's Heinz. But you know what? I don't care. No. I'll eat any old shite. I don't care what brand the red sauce is. It tastes like pure vinegar. I still eat it as long as it's red. I don't mind. Um, yeah, it's disgusting. It's it's disgusting for other people, but I think it's. I I, I love acceptable. sauce. Like I'm a condiments yeah. kind of girl, Lots but of, yeah. I'd never thought about doing that, but it's actually pretty smart. There's a thing called, there's a place called Palo's Pizza in Derry, and they do yeah. a thing called a chicken box, and on it they put taco sauce, garlic sauce, red sauce, and mayo, they took four different sauce, and it's all chips with shredded chicken, all the sauces, and then some coleslaw on the top, and it's so oh, Jesus, it's like... have, have you tried a dirty goujon? No. Oh my god. Yeah, what do you call that place? Is it the, called Dirty Goujon? Uh, uh, Dirty Goujon's a good drag name. That's brilliant. Isn't it? <laughs> um, Please welcome to the stage. Dirty Goujon. Spaghetti Arms. Oh, Spaghetti Arms. I've oh, been there, yeah. Get the Dirty Goujon. It's like chips, chicken, cheese, sweet chilli sauce, got my mouth watering, garlic mayo, curry sauce. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it's that unbelievable. Three like, in the morning. Yeah, that unreal. sounds like my sort of thing. Do you know, like, all my stepsons eat their chips with no salt, no vinegar, and no sauce? Really? And, like, that's a certain sort of psychopath, isn't it? That's yeah. a potato. Like, if, if I get a phone... That's a potato. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a chip? <laughs> if I get a phone call one day, then, like, they're in jail for murder, I'd be like, of course they are. <laughs> Look at the way they ate their chips <laughs> growing no up. Sauce, no chips. <laughs> yeah, fucking psychopaths. Um, <laughs> any jobs that you did before this that you were like this is the reason why I, I want to go into like beauty I don't want to work in this job anymore because I, I used to, I remember my, one of my first jobs was working in a, a restaurant and I used to like just as a waitress and I remember my dad being like you know you, you won't enjoy this because you want to perform and stuff he was like so this use this as like a, a fuel to like you know go go off and do what you want to do but I remember it was like a there was like a first communion party in. I was like 16, 17. And I was like, they'd had all their dinner and I was bringing over tea and coffees to their table. And I was holding like, you know, the big tea pot thing. And I spilled it all over the wee girl whose first communion it was. Scalded all down her dress. <laughs> and she screamed the place down. And I was like, oh my God, she's going to have to go to hospital. I'm dead. I'm getting sued. And thank God I was that shit of a waitress. The pot of tea was freezing. Oh so she didn't God. get scolded. I ruined her dress and her day, and possibly damaged her for life. Yeah, she wasn't burnt. But she wasn't burnt. Which was, and I was all, oh, she's not even burnt. And they were like, yeah, it's because you've given us freezing cold tea. <laughs> but I remember being like, I'm not suited to this. I'm not. I'm not going to be good at this whatsoever. Um. So then I went on to be the world famous 
comedian and actress and podcaster that I am now. <laughs> but is there any jobs you've had like during those like formative years that you were like, oh, like I'm not gonna ever be good at this? I suppose when I went to uni, I started doing engineering. Um, what is engineering? Building engineering. Nobody knows. Um, I, don't know. I know they make money, but I don't it's know. Load of maths. Um, but when you when you applied for an engineering course, what were you thinking? So, <laughs> <laughs> like that? I, I fucked up my GCSEs. I think I got all C's and D's and E's and U's and all sorts. But engineering's a smart course. Yeah, but then I went on uh, GMBQ. That's what, if okay. you fail your uh, GCSEs, you'd on the GMBQ instead of A-levels. So it was 15, 16, I had to pick a course. It was a building. And then I did okay in it and got into uni. And then I started going to the Kremlin. And I was like, yes. <laughs> don't think buildings for me. Game over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I want to use my hands, but in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> not for this. But surely, is engineering not like a physical course? No. Oh, it's just it's, all brains? It's all about like how that table stands with that fucking top on it and not falling over. Interesting. Why do people need to know that? For for, so for making things fall down. Buildings don't fall down. Yeah, so it'll be all about the structure. So oh. holding things up. So would you work closely with architects? Yeah. Oh. You used to, it lasted three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the people you knew. <laughs> Twenty odd years ago. Is there anyone that you keep in contact from uni? Uh, a few's messaged me recently, actually. Of course they have. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the woodwork. It's like your building's a bit wonky. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding in. Yeah. Um, but is there any like people who 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 are like big engineers? Uh, I don't know. Big guys. <laughs> don't, don't, don't know. I, I, I've spoken to them, but I, I don't really know what they're doing at the minute. Mm. Didn't really keep that close of contact. Do you know what? When I went to uni too, I was like my first year. You know, I went to I did drama at Queens, and I remember walking in the first day, and the teacher was like. This is not Fame Academy. Everyone here is not going to be actors. You need to be more realistic. This is more like learning about the technical side of theatre and the business side of theatre and the history of theatre. And I was like, why am I here? This is the worst. This is not what I want to do. So I think I just sort of gave up very quickly. I continued and did the course and did the degree, but what a waste of my time. What an absolute waste. Did you go to uni? Yes. What did you do? I did marketing. Oh, so well, I suppose you're working. You're one of the, I think it's a very small percentage of people work in the field that they studied a degree in. Like a really small percentage of fair play to you for knowing so young what you wanted to do. I know, I, I knew from I was like 16, I think, what I wanted to do. Where did you go to uni? John Murray's Liverpool. Oh, did you? That's where my stepson is right now. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Did you love it? Do you yeah, not think Liverpool is just like another It's literally home. Belfast, yeah. isn't it? It mm-hmm. feels like just like... There's loads of Irish people over there. Loads. It even looks similar. Size of it as well. Yeah. yeah. It's like the same sort of thing. I recently described like the woman of Liverpool, like the woman of Derry, like the woman in Derry, bar me, are always really well turned out, really done up, really like take pride in their appearance. When they go on nights out, it's like they get really glammed up and yeah. really make an effort. And it's like that in Liverpool as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the same sort of thing. You wonder what that connection is or why. I why there is like, is it not something to do with the Titanic? Emigration, Titanic. Is it not? Yes. When the Titanic was going down, everyone wanted to make sure their makeup was done and their, <laughs> their hair looked well. Oh, do you mean the connection with the makeup? Just like why the people in the woman in Derry and the woman in Liverpool are both so they are quite. It's a they're quite glamorous women. Like they liked yeah. they really like to make an effort. What was your connection with the I Titanic? Don't know. I was just thinking they might have like Irish us people over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you're probably right. I think it is. But the I Titanic sort of thing like Belfast. Glasgow, Derry, Liverpool are all quite similar. They are. We're like Edinburgh and Dublin are more similar. Yeah. So yes, you know. you're so right. The cobbly sort of yeah. side of it. And I think Belfast and Glasgow look like a carbon copy of each other. I always say yeah. if you just dropped me off there, I wouldn't know which one was which. Yeah. They look exactly the same. Until someone opened their mouth. 
And then even then, you're like, I don't know, maybe you're just visiting Belfast and you're from Glasgow. <laughs> but they do seem exactly the same. Um, where's the where's the best place you've ever been to? Like, where's the nicest trip you've ever been on? Oh, like me, it's it's. I always keep coming back to Ibiza. It was our last week. Like I That's just right, love were. Ibiza. I'm mad into dance music, so mm-hmm. it's probably my favorite place. But long haul, probably Sydney. I lived over there for a year. Absolutely did you? Loved it. Yeah. What did you do when you were there? I worked in a city bar. Um, it was a twenty-four hour Irish bar, and I had the shittiest shift. I worked till eight in the morning, and it was like a nightclub. And I had to clean the whole place and was like did it on my own, had to go around the whole place with a hose. It was like the most dirtiest bar. It was called Scruffy Murphy's. Oh and God. it was Scruffy. <laughs> <laughs> what is that's like what some of them call their dude. You're Scruffy Murphy. Yeah, Scruffy. <laughs> <laughs> what was the busiest time in the twenty four hours? Because I'm 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 intrigued to know at what time of the day do I wish people drink the most? From about three, four AM till eight. Because it was when everybody got kicked out everywhere else. We had the drunkest, loudest, yeah. alienist at that time. Come in. Um, and then at 8 in the morning they used to it was 24 hour but they used to like stop the nightclub everybody left but if yeah. you were sober come down the street they let you in so it never closed there was me going around with a big fucking hose and these people walking in sober and I'm trying to clean the place and I was like get out the fuck how oh, funny though that at like 8 o'clock everyone's like doom 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 and then just stops and they're all you just sit down and quietly drink now yeah. like the nightclub's over the bars began I actually remember in, in Australia back then it was in Sydney it was 24-7 and, and this, they brought in a lockout thing where they stopped all that mm-hmm. but I remember everybody used to leave and I used to finish work at 8 in the morning and go to this place called the Courthouse which was on uh, I forget the name of the guy street but and then we used to leave there and go to a nightclub at 10 in the morning on a oh fucking Monday morning it was mental it just never stopped that I could I'd be knackered I'm knackered thinking about that I have I like famously amongst my friends whenever I was even at uni did a Houdini every night I would be texting them from bed at like half eleven being like I'm in the smoking area where is everyone I mean I'd be in the way home with the spaghetti arms in my lap <laughs> In the taxi, being like, guys, I've lost everyone. I'm on the dance floor. I'm dancing by myself. Where are you? Like, I would, and then I think they eventually were like, you're a lion, we shout. So, like, they just would stop. I'd be like doing a trail of texts on the way home, and nobody would be responding. I was like, they know. <laughs> I'm home. I would just be like, there would always be a point in a night out where I would go, that's the level of fun I'm going to reach tonight. I I'm gone. to be that person. You don't, though, because you end up with no friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, I'm done. I'm absolutely done. I couldn't, I, like, there was like a year or two where I was like, oh, I can go out four or five nights a week when I was at uni. And then after that, it was like, if I can go out once a week, I would be so proud of myself. After that, I was like, I'm just knackered. I just couldn't do it. I've just been knackered for a long time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, and so what did you say? You worked, oh, wow, you worked in, a, you, you travelled to Sydney, but your favourite place is Ibiza. Because uh, you were there. You have a shop in Ibiza. Yeah. Yeah. So it's opening again this week. It's actually opening so it's Friday. seasonal. Seasonal. Yeah. yeah, of course, yeah, I so, suppose, yeah. Um, and do you mainly get people who are going to, like, the pill parties and stuff that come in and want to get their... Glam. Yeah. And it's a bit of an excuse for me when I'm in my 40s to go and rave. Yeah, yeah, why not? I <laughs> mean, work. yeah, um, no better excuse. But yeah, Ibiza, I just love it. Like, it's because it's close as well. Um, but long haul, um, Do you know where it's close? Lisburn. Lisburn. <laughs> <laughs> That's even closer. <laughs> That's right, go. Um, I've never been to Ibiza. No. Never been to Ibiza. It's got this, like, people paint it in this light that it's this crazy UK and Irish place, but it's not like at all. When I went over last week, like, we climbed up to the top of Del Villa and went to all these gorgeous restaurants in the old town and stuff. There's a yeah. whole 
it's probably a tiny bit of it is what people portray it as. Yeah, because I know uh, family friends who would have went on like family holidays to like really gorgeous parts of Ibiza that weren't uh, party orientated, that yeah. were like family orientated. Um, but we, I, whenever I was, you know, you have your like teenage holidays with all your mates when you're like 18, 19, 20. We always went to Gran Canaria. Yeah, I went there to the Ari Centre and the, there was the gay centre, the Ari Centre. Your Centre. face went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been a few times. Yeah, shithole like. Yeah, I went Tenerife. Oh, I didn't do Tenerife. Went the strip. What was it called? The uh, uh, Fronigas. It was a hellhole. Yeah, <laughs> and like they're all so they're all the same. Yeah. Like te- the, all the, the Canary Islands. I don't even know if that's is that racist. I don't know. I don't even mean that. Tenerife's near Africa. And well, they all are. The Canary yeah, Islands are all beside Africa. Curious all of them. Geography. Yeah. And oh, no, I'm not good. <laughs> they're all together, like I see here. Like just. Well, that was a good. Guess. Like a hand. Yeah, they're all right because you can go on a day trip to Africa when you're in Tenerife. Can you? you can get the boat over. It's like a 20 minute boat or half an hour boat. Oh my God. Am I making that up? Dan's like, am I making that up? Is that? No, I, you can. Well, maybe not 20 minutes, maybe a couple <laughs> hours. I don't know. But you get on the boat and you get, end up in Africa. Did you have to get an injection? And fell off a bar and smashed my arm. Had to get pins in my arms and got sent home. Where were you? Uh, Lanzarote, which is beside. I know, o- on a boat? Uh, no, I was working on the island. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, I missed the first part of that. How, what happened? You fell off a bar? Off a bar, yeah, and I was working. What were you doing? Dancing. On the bar. While you were, were working? You, no, were you, was, the, was the job dancing? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> the job. I was a, a holiday rep, and we okay. all went out, and uh, I was just messing about and fell off the bar, and I've still, you can see the two wee holes there. I mean, a holiday rep is like a f- like you need a lot of energy to be a holiday rep, yeah. like a lot. I remember I got the job and they asked you where do you want to go and I said Ibiza. It was a river. I wanted to go and spend the season yeah. in Ibiza and they sent me to fucking Salou, the family area. So <laughs> if you put Ibiza down, they send you to a family resort <gasps> um, because they know that you're going to go partying and be a bit mad. So if you put down that you want to go to Salou, they send you to Ibiza. <laughs> oh my god but could you imagine if you end up in Ibiza and you're like come on guys get in line because you're like family mode in your head that's the sort of person you are um, I like I've been on like a good few holidays where like you have the holiday reps and you go out and like the pub crawls and all those things and I've always been like how they have the energy to do this night after night after night with different groups of people and not like dig someone in the face because the groups of people are so unruly yeah. It was it was insane at the time, but I loved it. It was good crack. Yeah, and they used to put me with all the the Belfast, Derry, and Dublin flights. Yeah. So you oh, you would always have people from home then. Yeah. Oh, that's good idea. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. they thought that like, through. Irish reps were always like what they wanted because the hotel I worked in, it, it was one of the biggest ones. It was meant to be three reps, and the one an Irish one, English one, or whatever else, and ended up then two of them left and mm. I ended up taking the hotel my own but I was making loads of commission I was like no don't want anybody else yeah 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 <laughs> ended up doing the whole, whole, whole complex on my own but I loved it that's flat out though yeah but I suppose if it, were, you, were you quite young when you were doing that 20 that's not for me <laughs> <laughs> in your 20s that's when you've got the most energy I still yeah. get the old person message me on Instagram and go were you a holiday I'm like, yeah. really yeah. <laughs> oh my god I don't know if I'd remember any of mine yeah that's mad. Um, but I even remember, like, you know, you go like phone parties and all. And I think I wanted to be. I remember going to Planet Love one time. I went that last year. <laughs> <laughs> I went when I was like 16. It, I went last year because it, it hadn't been on for like 15 years. And it was on two years ago. Um, and I was like, is this going to be full of kids? But it was all the DJs from 20 years ago. So it was, it was people, people who'd grown older. up with them? Yeah. Ah. It's only old ravers. I'm sure that's what it's like if you went to like a Spice Girls or a Take That concert. It's going to be people our age. Yeah. It's not going to be, and by our age, I mean all of our ages. We're all the same age. <laughs> We're like three different decades. Um, yeah. But 
yeah, it's going to be people like you would go and you think it's going to be kids, like it was. The, but it's not. Yeah. It's a nostalgic element now, yeah, isn't so it? Kids didn't know what Planet Love was. No, I know. So. I mean, fuck them. I can remember my big cousin going to Planet Love wearing the like, bright pink leg warmers. Yeah, it was one of them ones. Used to wear like the whole. I used to Did like you? put aluminum dots in my face and everything. Same here. <laughs> we we all went dressed as like cowgirls, but like sexy cowgirls, which makes me want to die you now. <laughs> like that. Seeing you slap the word sexy in front of anything is just an excuse to just wear a pair of hot pants. Poor little. Isn't that my sexy nun? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yep. fucking so weird. Um, it's like every Halloween costume, you're all, I'm a sexy ghost. Why do they have to be sexy? <laughs> Halloween's about being scary, isn't it? Anyway, so I, we went to Plant Love and I, I remember the whole time trying to like, my friends were all like ravers and all into, like, and I would have maybe just like tried to follow the hair. I was like, this will be a bit of me and I just, I think I was just pretending to have a good time the whole time. What year was it? What year was it? I would say it was about 18 years ago. Probably. Maybe. Was it in Andrum? Yes. Used to be with the, what do you call the forest up there? Along. Uh, or the park. <laughs> I don't know. But it definitely was, I Because it was like a good hour and a half bus away from us. Yeah. Because yeah. we were, we were in Derry. Shane's obviously. Castle. That's, that was it. Shane's Castle? Yeah. In Andrum. I think you're right. It was there for a good few years. Were you at that one? the Belfast. I went to a good few of them. Oh, I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possibly. Probably there in body. Isn't it weird whenever you think like you were in the same place as somebody years yeah. ago? Because so Bunkrana, it's just over the border in Donegal and it's like a 20 minute drive from where I grew up. But my husband's family had like a wee house in Bunkrana and they used to spend their summers up there. And it's weird to think like we were probably both in Bunkrana at the same yeah. time yeah. regularly growing up because we spent our summers there and he spent his summers there. And do you know one of those like you see like those photographs online of someone be like my husband's that wee five year old in yeah. the background and like way far in the beach and stuff. And that there could be something like that floating about that we're both in. Wouldn't that like it's so weird to think That's how insane. many... Or people that you've met along the way and then you've not realised and then 20 years later you're like friends and you're like how, like, how did we not know we were both in the same room at the same time for that thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, Because like when I met, I first met Sean in Edinburgh at the Comedy French Festival but we'd actually both done the same audition and were in the same room a few months before but ha- did never spoke to each other. It's fine. And then met a few months, obviously I stalked him between that point and when we met <laughs> which is why we met, I wasn't even going to Edinburgh. But <laughs> really? No, no, I was oh. going to Edinburgh. <laughs> Yeah, trapped him, got babies. <laughs> um, but it's weird to think that you could like it's like serendipitous, isn't it? I wanted to ask you too. So you're you're st- you're still with your boyfriend, aren't you? Yes, yes because I obviously am. I haven't finished the series, and it's like a long distance relationship. And I was like, should I ask her if she's still with a boyfriend? Or is like, is that the reason she was upset in episode four? I don't know. <laughs> no, so that's a long distance relationship. Yeah. And how long have you been together? Six years. Have you not lived in the same country the whole time? Uh, we were both in Liverpool at like the okay. start whenever I was in uni, but. Since then, no. So he moved to London from Liverpool and you moved back here? Well, he's from London. Oh, he's from London? Yeah, so right. he's just back there. You both just went back? Yeah, and then I came back for Be Perfect. And do you get to London loads then? Yeah, like probably every other week, every... Why did you just open a shop in London? Trying to. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> we, we, we were Sorry. looking at yesterday. Um, but, yeah, you're moving now, aren't you? Are yeah. you moving? Mm-hmm. Ah, imagine yeah. you... No, it's terrible, what I'm about to say. What were you going to say? 
you move over and you just break up with him like a week. <laughs> well, that's when, that's why I need to try it. <laughs> See if we can live together. Yeah, because if you haven't, you imagine you be like, oh, it was so much better when I seen you once a month. <laughs> that's about me. I went to like so I was had a had a boyfriend when I was a teenager, and I was like, I really wanted to move to London because I was like, I want to be an actor and I want to like go yeah. where like the bright lights are and that sort of thing. But I had a boyfriend, so I moved to Belfast. I was like, I'll not go too far. I'll just go to Belfast because I have a yeah. boyfriend. By Halloween, we were split up, and I was like, what was I like? What was I thinking? Like, why did I... I'm not saying that's going to happen to you. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. I'm just, so you're making the move. Happy day. But will you still work for Be, Be Perfect? Yeah. Okay. Imagine you giving your resignation right now. On I know. Podcast. That would be amazing. <laughs> that's why we're here today. Yeah. That'd be like second to me giving birth right now, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, Kira, what's your remember when moment? Oh, so I have two. Okay. I was thinking about this last night. And I don't know if one is a bit like touchy subject. Because he is dead now. It's fine. I love dead people. So my remember when... <laughs> my remember when is... Do you remember whenever David's dead? The best moment oh, in TV history ever. Absolutely amazing. Like, I rewatch that, like, at least once a week. Yeah, and you piss yourself laughing. Brilliant. Do you know what she's talking about? David's no. dead Seven from Big Brother? Brother? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. my God, the funniest thing. But now he actually is dead. Oh, he actually is dead now, yeah. is he? See, I just... Sure. What did you call the woman? Then? I grieved for him at the time. Tiffany? Tiffany. Tiffany Haddish? No, that's not no. Tiffany Haddish. That's the other actress. Anyway, a girl called Tiffany. <laughs> so she, like, thought he was lying and is... She... she your woman who was married to... David Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah. Kim Annan was like, David's dead. And then Tiffany assumed she meant David Guest, who was lying in his bed with a cold. <laughs> but he was lying there like this and looked like an absolute corpse. And she looked over and was like, oh, fuck, David, I was dead. And then she went around telling everyone David Guest is dead. And then David Guest just, like, got up from his nap. And everyone was like, what the fuck? And then she was like, what do you call her that was married to David Bowie? Was like, everyone was raging at her, thinking she had spread the rumor that David Guest was dead. And then she was like, no, I mean David Bowie. And everyone was like, you need to get over David Bowie. You're married for five minutes. Um, but it was it's the best moment in TV history. Like, it is so good. It's so, so brilliant. What was your other one? Uh, my other one was about Tamagotchis because you mentioned that. Yeah. Last night. It was just, I can remember, I was obsessed with them and like I used to send my mum to her work with my Tamagotchi. To keep it alive. To keep it alive. When you were in school. Whenever I was in school, yeah. So she would be sitting at her work desk like with the Tamagotchi. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you couldn't even bring a Tamagotchi to school back then. Whereas now we can, I can ring my stepson whilst he's in class really? and he'll answer his phone. I'm like, hello, and I'd be like, hi, yeah, like, what time are you getting out? And he'd be like, oh, I'll have to. I'd be like, are you in class now? Yeah, yeah, I'm in class now. And I'd be like, right, and he goes, all right, see you later. In class. Nobody cares. Oh my God. Nobody cares. And I'm pretty sure teachers are listening to us going, that's not how we are in our classrooms, but that's how badass my stepson is. He doesn't care to answer his phone in his class, and he says, everyone does it. Like, whereas whenever we were growing up, you couldn't even bring your Tamagotchi in and just clean its shit. Exactly. Do you went to a wee poo and you had to go yeah. clean it up? what a Tamagotchi is. Do what? You know what? <laughs> Branding. You were too busy raving. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. <laughs> they were like wee key rings, but they were like digital and they, they were like wee digital pets. Yeah. They're like wee dogs right. and we and you had you had to like put them to bed. I went to the toilet. Yeah. I did a wee poo, you had to clean <laughs> the wee poo up. Keep them alive. You had to clean the poo up, I think, within a certain length of time, otherwise it would where did get they go? poo poison. What do you mean where did it go? Where did the poo go? It's digital. It's not real. Oh. <laughs> It's not real shit. <laughs> I thought it was like joking? a toy and it came out. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't that advanced back then. It was just a key ring with two buttons. <laughs> one for clean up the poo and one for go to bed. Right. <laughs> I think my mum would be sitting at her work, work desk with well, poo coming out. Well, not actual poo, but like a thought of it, like a 
plastic pig or something? No, 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 no. It was digital. <laughs> it was like the first shit Game Boy. Right, okay. <laughs> it was, they were crap. But they were dead deer. Because yeah. remember at the time, they were like a tenner. And that was dead deer. Yeah. But then eventually they made it to Poundland, which is when I got one. Oh, really? <laughs> when I wasn't allowed one at the start. My dad was like, my daddy said to me, you wouldn't be able to like look after a Tamagotchi. That's why we don't have a real pet in real life. You have, you're not responsible <laughs> enough. But I knew it was because I didn't want to spend the tenner on it. Because whenever I got to Poundland, all of a sudden I was responsible enough to have a Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm really responsible now, Emma. It's like, no, you can clean up the shit. Um, Brendan, what's your remember when moment? My remember when was when the rave scene uh, turned into rats and okay. it became illegal. And then I was probably... Right, or raving became illegal? Yeah. Do you Did remember it? in the UK, it was all over, like, it was mainstream media. It became illegal to play. I remember the headlines at the time was these kids are listening to repetitive music. Um, oh, my God. Could you imagine? Yeah, raves became... Because we're all, like, in big warehouses and stuff. Yeah. And then nightclubs weren't allowed to play dance music for, like, about a year. And there was whole riots and stuff broke out. But this was like early 90s. I was like 11, 12. And I was growing up basically in a war in Northern Ireland. Aye. And then it, like the rave culture in Northern Ireland kicked off. And for me, it brought Catholics and Protestants together. Yeah. And I can remember like I lived in a in a village and like one side was Catholic, one side was Protestant. And I remember never you mixing just with the rave other in side. the middle. And then we had these raves and you just go on buses to the middle of the war and like just And so and it was party. a band here as well? Um, yeah, it, it was more so in the, the UK, but yeah. then you had the likes of like Circus Circus and Bomb Bridge that started and like uh, all these places that just cook. It, it wasn't even in Belfast, it was like the arena in Armagh, yeah. Circus Circus and Bomb Bridge, Kelly's and Portrush. I think because of the Troubles, there was maybe less clubs in, in Belfast. Yeah. They were kind of more They're in the more middle dangerous. of nowhere. Yeah. And it used to be buses from everywhere. Like I remember running buses from Annalong and like never would have mixed with the other side and then mm. all of a sudden we're all in the bus going to rave. Yeah, you found like a common denominator. Yeah, you felt Fun. like you were part of something, like you were part of this peace process and part of this rave culture. There was like music linked with the the whole dance community. Yeah. And even like, I think during that rave time too, is really when like the gay scene really took off as well as regards yeah. like like the nightclubs and catering towards having gay bars. Yeah. At I remember, all. Do you remember the DJ? I don't know if you remember. He was from Lauren, Fergie. He was massive. He was from Northern Aye. Ireland. He played in Radio 1. Aye. And he used to play in Trade and it was this massive like after hours gay rave. I remember always wanting to go there. He was one of the, the founders of like Hard House. He used to be like a fanboy, him and Lisa Lashes. Lisa Lashes. <laughs> you remember, remember Lisa Lashes? Oh my God. <laughs> she, she replied to my DM over uh, lockdown and I was like, <gasps> starstruck. She was doing a live set and I messaged her and she replied back and I was like, fuck. What did she? What did you say to her? Like something about remember, her set? But I could look it up and, and oh my it. god! Yes, look up what Lisa Lashes said to you. <laughs> we were on house party, and I was like a proper fanboy. Going, Lisa Lashes replied to me. You'd lose um, your shit. What's What's somebody famous that you've met? You've probably met quite a. You've, you've had like some fun, like Egan Sue and stuff as well, like big collaborations. Yeah. Somebody famous you've met, and you've been like, I can't believe I'm meeting this person, or someone who's written back to you online, because I'm assuming you stalk loads of famous people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like who. Who would be like the... F- I met, um, not to brag, Lindsay from Bewitched at an audition one time, whatever. Really? Yeah, we were both auditioning for the same part, even though she's 10 years older than me, it's fine. Um, <laughs> she wasn't wearing denim, though, was gutted. But she, we were, we were both auditioning for the same thing in Liverpool and we were both in the same room and I was like, I hope you get it. I was all, I'll go home penniless, I don't mind. You're I was like, pure fangirl. What did Lisa Lashes say? Lisa Lashes. cringe. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to her? <laughs> I tagged her with 20 things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell! Why? I don't know. I must have been raving around the kitchen in lockdown. She wrote back to you so that you'd leave her alone? The video was still there. Maybe. I'm scared to even watch it. She says, 
love these videos. Hope you had a great night. And I wrote, amazing, was paying, paying for it now. It says, she'll feel better soon. Oh, <laughs> so she's a nice girl. Cringe, yeah. So you were obviously, you kept tagging her in every Instagram Must story? I think she was playing a live set and I had it up in the kitchen and the TV. I was raving around there. Oh, in your kitchen? Yeah, no. it was over lockdown. Oh, you weren't in real life? No. <laughs> I thought you were like at a, like no. at a gig. It was over lockdown and they were playing like, do you remember like the DJs were doing all the live Yes, from their houses. And there was me with a bottle of red wine giving it the ditty around the kitchen. Oh my God. <laughs> were you on your own when you said this? Probably. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. What age would she be now? Uh, I'm going to say we're 50. Still giving it. Giving it loud. She was up on the love last year playing. Was she? I was made the front girl. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed as a sexy guy girl. <laughs> um, who would be your dream collaboration with Be Perfect like who are you busting to get good question I know the first episode of Made Up in Belfast was about the Ick and Sue collaboration which was huge yeah, yeah. and yeah. really like obviously she was like the biggest influencer in the UK at the time um, probably still is one of the biggest yeah. one of the most talked about definitely yeah. Like yeah. they brought her over the whole Limerick thing that kicked off that it was, was hilarious people thought we'd, we'd set that up <laughs> because we had her over in Ireland and doing a bit of a tour and yeah. I was getting loads of DMs going Brendan did you do that for press and I was like no was but it was but it was it, be perfect if you if you had never been to Ireland you didn't understand Ireland if you read it and then it's going it actually does look like you Limerick. would say Limerick yeah. why wouldn't you but like hilarious but brilliant <laughs> what, what great publicity yeah. so oh, so she because she was here for ages it yeah. seemed like she was yeah. here for like a few days or a week, wasn't she? But when, whenever she was up in the north doing stuff, was that with all with you? So was it yeah. always that she was she we was only her, here for be perfect. Did the class TikToks and we give her we should give her your name. Um, we give her all Irish names to, to pronounce. say them. Um, it, did, it, it did really well on TikTok. Yeah, it was funny. But it was funny with the Limerick thing. Her manager sent the videos to me first to like approve before she put them up, and she said it. And I was like, he was like, she's going to upload these now, and I was like, oh, I really want these up, but. Should I tell them to fix the Limerick? Limerick thing? And I just didn't say anything. Oh my so, God, you're the mastermind behind uh, that. Well, I can't take full credit for it. Like but. You're the idiot behind that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, was but that was brilliant. If you had a corrected her, see, sometimes it's, it's good to be wrong. Yeah. Because yeah. if you had a corrected her there, that wouldn't have blown up the way it did because it was the one big thing that was talked about, like was her saying Limerick. Because when she was here, she was like, oh, she was getting a bit like anxious about it. And I was like, it, like I can, don't be worrying. But Irish people love that people can't say yeah. our names. Yeah, it's like, funny. We, we don't we don't say we don't take offence to it. No, it's a bit of crack. Um, C R A I C. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it she does was, look she, like Limerick though. It does. Like, yeah. When you read and I've it. never yeah. thought of it that way. Yeah, I know. Maybe she's opened her eyes to it a wee bit. Yeah. Um, right, we have to finish up now. But is there anything you would like to plug before you go? Obviously, the show made up in Belfast is currently on the iPlayer. Mm-hmm. It's on week by week too. I assume. Yeah, it's it? on it's two episodes a week. BBC One on Tuesday nights. BBC Three on Wednesday. And then on the iPlayer to binge. And then on as the iPlayer to binge. Yeah. yeah, that's what everyone does, though, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Like I don't think I'd ever watch anything when it's on TV. Yeah. So nineteen ninety. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you want to just you want to just get you want to just watch the next episode. You want to just yep. sit and binge them on a couple hours and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You, you know all the crack then. C R A I C. Um, Instagram handles or whatever you have. You want to. What do you have? Oh, cringe. I mean, do you want me to read it out? If you want. No. <laughs> What's your Instagram handle? At Kira. At Kira DeCartret. That's a class name, by the way, isn't Thanks. it? Mine's easy. Be perfect, Be perfect Brandon. Brandon. Happy days. Listen, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, I hope to have you on again soon. Thanks for having us. Thank you for coming on. <laughs>